T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. That great. Zach Jackson of The Athletic, uh, fresh off a stint in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Zach, welcome to the show, buddy. Hi, guys. I'm treating my sunburn and, uh, you know, diving into these defensive linemen. So thanks for having me. That's uh, I, What was the weather like down there? Uh, on day one, it was blazing hot, and I was dressed for winter. So it did wow. not turn out well. Um, and, and then day two, it was what, about like it normally was. Okay. You know, it's in the 50s and Got it. In gray. So, um, yeah, back home and, um, you know, ready for the next phase. So February is the only quiet month of the off season, really, but it's an important one. Um, you know, as they try to put the plans together, you always got to have multiple plans. Quiet until in. Miles Garrett dislocates a toe playing uh, American Gladiators. Yeah, you know, obviously that's not ideal, Dustin, but it is eight months before they play. Oh, I know, I know. You know, so I, I think it's certainly notable, and you're like, what, what is happening here? But I, I don't think it will affect anything. I mean, I think, you know, Miles is a part-time participant in the off-season program, and even that is months away. So I would expect uh, that he'll be okay. Zach, who are the hot and sexy names coming out of Mobile this year? <laughs> well, you know, I was watching the receivers and the defensive linemen, Nick. Um I was thinking about this. You know, I've probably been to 15 senior roles. That's a good approximation. And this is only like the third one that the Browns haven't had a first round pick. And it's one of the few that the Browns haven't been in the quarterback derby, quite frankly. So um, I'm, I'm watching and just, you know, trying to hear what I can hear. So I would tell you that the wide receiver Michigan State from Michigan State, Jaden Reed, he looked like he'd help the Browns yesterday. And then, you know, watching all the defensive linemen, there's an impressive group. Um, who's really going to be there and how the Browns are going to go about it. You know, we know they need two starters, at least, on that defensive line, but are they going to be rookies? Probably not. So you're just kind of getting um, the lay of the land for the draft. I mean, even when you watch college football, right, you don't see these guys up close. So, like, I went to see Ohio State-Wisconsin this year. With a kid, I wasn't, you know, studying prospects. I was studying White Claws. So we'll see. Um, you know, the Browns, I, I, I think, are more likely to trade that second round pick for a veteran player than anything else, but they do have two fours. They do have two fives and you know, they, they need guys that can help. This is not a, a deep team and they need guys, um, you know, to help them get to, to that next level. Zach, do you anticipate the Browns? Like when it comes to free agency, being big time spenders and making a splash, um, big time spenders. No, but like being aggressive and, and, and making a splash and, and, trying to add multiple contributors. Yes. Yes. They need to Dustin, you know, um, there's some pretty glaring needs. Now the cupboard's not bare. This is not a restart. Right. But you know, they, they don't have a starting defensive end. They, 
don't have they had the you know however it stands now in the future we'll see but they have the worst defensive tackle group in the league they had three guys who played the middle linebacker and all three are free agents you know i don't know what's going to happen with john johnson they owe him guaranteed money but are they going to pay him to leave or bring him back i don't know so yeah they're going to be players um and you know the the ideally it would be like the Amari Cooper type trade where some other team is making a dump and you're using a late round pick to get a guy and then doing your salary cap gymnastics afterwards. But I think, you know, it might have given the importance of like what a starting defensive end is. It might have to be a trade where it's your second or third round pick uh, to go get a guy. But yes, I, I would think right now going into it, they're way more likely to be aggressive slash creative aggressive first and trying to move those picks and get veterans um, than to just say, because let's just be honest, they have to win. They have to make a big leap. And I think they can when you look at the quarterback and the defense, right? But but they need starters and they need contributors on the defensive line to have any chance to make that leap. Zach Jackson on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So you mentioned the word aggressive. How aggressive do you think the Browns will be with restructuring deals to open up money this offseason? Well, there's not a ton they can do. There, there are some that, that they can do, Nick, um, and, and do that. You know, if they think Miles Garrett's going to be here and, and be here for the long term, they've already done the deal. Can they buy themselves some short-term money from doing that? Yes. You know, I, I don't know that it would happen with Watson a year after, but again, the Browns have never been in this position, so we'll see. But yeah, there are things they can do to free that up. Um, you know, if they want to move on from John Johnson, they still have to pay him the money but they can do the post-June 1 cut as they did with Hooper last year to create money in the short term. You know, they can move on from Jakeem Grant and create a couple million in the short term. So, yeah, I, I think that's definitely going to come. Um, I, I don't know to what extent and which players exactly, but they will have those opportunities. I think it's more who you're going for. and what. Like When, when I say you have to make these multiple plans – I don't think it's often you have to get to plan C and plan D, although sometimes you do. It's more what are you willing to pay to make plan A and plan B happen, right? We don't know if De'Ron Payne's going to get franchise tagged or not. If he does, he could still get traded. You know, we right. don't really know who is going to hit the market at some of these other spots. I mean, there's two teams that don't even have head coaches, right? Right. So, you know, is DeForest Buckner going to become available? Um, you know, would the Cardinals trade Marquise Brown? I think all those things are reasonable, but we're still weeks from knowing. And then if they do, of course, the Browns aren't the only suitor. So they will have avenues to open up money. But I think before you dive too deeply into that, you have to say, what are you opening for? You're not just doing it to do it. What exactly are you opening it for? And then what's the chain reaction move off of that? Zach, what are the Browns going to do at left tackle? And what do they do with Jedrick Wills? Well, he's certainly going to be here next year, Dustin, and I think they're going to pick it up for, for 24. I, I really think they are. So um, did he have some moments where he clearly struggled? Yes. But do they feel like, I think, from talking to people, that, that he's on a pretty good track and can still become a good player? Yes, he's a talented guy. Uh, he was not super consistent last year with the injuries and, and this year. But you know, they're invested in this O-line. They went and gave Conk on that extension because they were afraid someone else was going to pay them way more than they wanted to, right? They're locked into Batonio and Teller on deals they did over a year ago, you know, for at least one more year. So the center, Ethan Pochick, is is a big one they're going to have to spend to get him. I mean, I think he played for $1.2 million last year, and he's going to 
triple or quadruple that, um, at least, you know, based on the way he played. But I think Jedrick Wills is going to be the left tackle here for a while. And one of the reasons, Dustin, is offensive tackle is one of those spots that you have to find in the first two rounds. Right. And the Browns have two more drafts without a first-rounder, and they have screaming needs on the defensive line and a wide receiver. Zach, looking to uh, what could be a screaming need, it certainly was this last year, Jacoby Brissett expected to, to uh, do well in free agency and find a spot maybe to start or at least be a, uh, the bridge quarterback. Where does that leave uh, the Browns for their backup quarterback in 2023? Yeah, I, I would expect – first of all, Nick, I think they'd love to have Jacoby Brissett back. But reality says that even if Jacoby doesn't get like that day one starters deal – once all this shakes out, the, the Browns probably need that money on other positions. So then I would expect them to bring in a veteran um, to compete with Kellen Mond for the number two job. They like Kellen Mond. They want Kellen Mond to be on the team. And on his rookie contract that they acquired via waivers, they have him for two more years. Now, are they super comfortable right now with Kellen Mond being the number two quarterback? No. But he hasn't had a preseason with them. He hasn't gone through it. So I would expect Brissett signed somewhere in the first week of free agency, probably as someone's bridge quarterback. And then I would expect the Browns to be in kind of that second tier of backups um, as a guy. But, I mean, this offseason will, first and foremost, you know, be about Watson shaking off the rest of that rust. But given the importance of the position, there's going to be a lot on Kellen Mond and, and the Browns trying to see it through as far as taking a no-risk flyer on him and hoping that he can turn in um, to the guy that they can – can be their backup at least for two years. Zach, Nick and I were talking before the show about Joe Woods getting the gig down in New Orleans and just kind of having the conversation about, hey, does this speak more that the league thinks it's it's more on the culture, the players, than it is on Joe Woods, the fact that he got a gig this quickly? Yeah, you know, Dustin, I try not to be surprised by much in the NFL, right? But that was a surprise that he got a gig this quickly. It really was. So, um, you know, what that speaks to, I don't know. I think we could go all the way back to early October and we knew how it was going to end here, right? It was just a matter of when and how. But, you know, Joe Woods has been on winning staffs. He's been a part of really, really good defenses in Denver and San Francisco before he came here. You know, he he was a top-of-the-list candidate when the Browns hired him three years ago. So, you know, it's, it's kind of your own flavor situation. Um I'll be interested to know how many of his assistants either end up um, going with him or staying here in Cleveland. I think at least one of them, you know, is going to stay here. But that that's one that I think more that, that Dennis Allen and Kevin Stefanski would have to answer. But it's certainly interesting because we know it, it didn't go well here. It did, and it became very public in how it was going, and it lingered for months. So for him to be a coordinator – this quickly uh, certainly surprised me. No doubt about that. Zach Jackson of The Athletic joins us on the hotline. Zach, just want to ask you kind of about what you just kind of mentioned there. The defensive staff for the Browns, how much say does Jim Schwartz have in that? Well, you know, he answered it by saying that he doesn't have a bunch, but he does. Um, and the same goes for personnel, which to me is, is more pressing with this team and, and the, the must-win situation that they're in in 2023, right? But, yes, he would have a lot. And, and I think, you know, not to, not to really underline that, but I'd say, like, even in the interview, you talk about that, right? Like, okay, we know what your scheme is. We know what your track record is. Who would you bring? Who helps you implement this right away? Who helps you 
you know, when you're coaching other areas, get the D line to where it needs to be. So I don't think that's big, that big of a deal. And I certainly think that Kevin Stefanski would and should have input on that. But um, for the most part, I, I think a defensive coordinator would largely get to pick his own staff. And as long as they're playing nicely, which we know in Berea that hasn't happened too, uh, you know, often enough, I guess. Um, then getting the other input is fine. It's just about getting it right. It's getting the guys in here that are hungry. And, you know, this, there's going to be turnover on this Browns roster, but many of these players are going to be back. And many of these players are locked in for more than just right now. So it's on the coaches to get it right with these players, um, more than to say the Browns can just run a bunch of these guys out. You know, five or six free agents clearly aren't coming back. And there's some other guys with a little bit murky, you know, short-term futures here. But, like, the core of this team, most of the defensive starters, you know, and almost the whole offense, plus, like, four or five backups, they're back. And they're going to be here. And the Browns have to win with these guys, regardless of who's coaching. Zach Jackson of the Athletic on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So, there, it's been interesting to hear since the season ended that, you know, we've added at least one speed receiver, maybe a couple receivers to the docket. You mentioned uh, the POSIC deal. You've also talked about the needs in the defensive line. So in terms of overall assets, that's draft picks and money. Which side of the ball do you think gets more of the assets in, in to upgrade this roster this uh, this offseason, the offense or the defense? I, I think the defense is an easy answer there, Nick. And I've been surprised before. But, you know, given the size of the contract that they gave to Amari Cooper last year and the size of the contract that they gave to David Njoku last year, I just think it has to be that, right? And I think it probably would be anyway when you're looking at starting defensive end, starting defensive tackle, at least one new linebacker, and then we'll see how the rest. But I, I think definitely, you know, you're not going to neglect the offense, and you're certainly going through a minor remake of the running back room. And what you hope is whether it's a minor or – significant remake of the receiver room you hope it's it's upgrades right it's guys with pop but when you look at the defense and what you need there the Clowney's almost certainly not coming back that a couple of those veteran linebackers are almost certainly not coming back that you know we don't know about john johnson a guy who was just brought on two years ago to be an anchor of this then yeah then most of the resources are going to go there and then a lot of the spotlight's going to go there you know this is coming up is the last year of grant delta's rookie deal Right, this is Miles' 27-28 season coming up. So this is Jordan Elliott's uh, into his rookie deal. Year three for Newsom and for JOK, who in their rookie year looked like they were going to be cornerstone pieces. Right, so yeah, um, the resources and the pressure, um, you know, for the off-season phase of it, right? Because you need everybody when it starts. But um, the focus of what you guys are talking about, what I'm writing about for for the foreseeable future, certainly leans toward the defense. Zach, is it fair to be concerned about Deshaun Watson based off the six games we saw? It is. It absolutely is. Now, I think, Dustin, when you know his track record and you look at just the reality of how far he was away, it sounds silly to even say the guy just can't play, right? But, but like, right. there was only one breakthrough game, and that was followed up with another stinker. So it's right to be concerned. But I think internally the, there's optimism. Right, I think they think they can surround him be. with better parts. I think they they feel like they're starting not one, not two, but a bunch of steps ahead of where they started last year when they had the awkwardness of, is he going to be here, is he not going to be? Right. So I think, Dustin, there's going to be time in terms of – it's going to take time in terms of blending the base offense to the Watson offense. I think still certainly 
as far as him playing from the pocket and being used to things, it just, he needs to get that back. But, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable at all to think that he has a really good year. Just like I don't think it's unreasonable at all to think that Jim Schwartz and the, the good players that they have that they've committed to, the Miles and the Denzel Warts, can have a big year and the defense can take a lead. So that doesn't mean there aren't other questions because there are a lot of them. But, I mean, I, I think the, the Browns are a pretty good personnel offseason away from giving themselves a chance. And if Watson stays healthy and if Watson has the leap, and I, I think you can believe that at least some leap's going to happen, then can this be a playoff team? Yes, but it has to start with the personnel upgrades because they just man for man um, are not as good as the, as the top teams in their division, let, let alone the rest of the AFC. Read the latest from Zach on The Athletic, including his post. It was tweeted 52 minutes ago. That's how fresh it is uh, regarding the Browns' top free agents, who stays and who goes. Zach, great stuff, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Thanks so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.